0: Welcome to Seeking God, Loving Others, where I share tips and encouragement for practical Christian living. Over the years, I've seen too many followers of Christ struggle in the basic day-to-day application of God's Word. Instead of prosperity, peace, and health, many have settled for a life of debt, doubt, and disease. My desire is to help equip you with the tools for living the abundant life God has for you every single day. I'm your host, Jasmine Lozano, so grab a cup of coffee or maybe clean out your junk drawer as you join me for a great conversation. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Um, I am excited because today I have my first guest and I'm trying my best to keep it together and be professional But that's hard to do when you're talking to your best friend. But I have a special guest for you guys on the show today. Um, I asked my best friend, Miss Princess Womack, to join me as we talk about uh, the importance of finances. Those of you that have been following along, we are on a couple week study, um, a couple week um, basic training for believers. And so this is a topic that she and I, we talk about probably five days out of the week together. Um, we, we enjoy just kind of, it started off, we, we were talking about how to be frugal and coupon and all these things. And it's, it's evolved over the years, but my guest today is, um, a wonderful woman of God. She is a life group leader at our local church. She is a mother of three. She is, um, a, just a powerful woman of God. She's also a, um, a realtor in the Houston area so she is dominating out there uh, if you need a house uh, we'll have all her information linked in the show notes but I want to introduce to you today my best friend Princess Womack. Princess thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Okay we're gonna be professional right? Yes. We're gonna yes. Chat. promise. <laughs> so you can promise I can't make any promises. <laughs> But um, I, I wanted to have you on here because I think probably, um, I don't even know if I talk to you more about finances or my husband, but it's, it, it's close, it's close. I feel like we're always talking about money and the best way to, to use money, to save money and all these different things. But before we just jump into the episode, um, could you share with the listeners a little bit about yourself? Uh,
1: Well, I'm Princess Womack. I am from Oceanside, California, now living in Houston, Texas. She kind of already told everything. I have three children, two sons and a daughter, and I have been married for 13 years, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that's about it. That's me. I'm a realtor. I um, have a few degrees. One happens to be in finance. Um, and I think that's about it. Your fitness guru? Oh, I love to work out. I love to eat healthy. That is one of my passions. I also love to sew and started a business doing
0: that. And what you got? I meant to say that she is an entrepreneur with multiple <laughs> successful businesses. Multiple. Yes, Multiple. I think that's it. Okay, well, we're about to talk. And I I guess today, you know, I want to be a professional podcaster, but that's hard when it's like you're like, almost like your sister you're talking to. So we're just going (laughs) to invite you guys in on a conversation, like one that we have every, probably every day of the week. We're always talking about money. We're always we're always talking about all things life, but this is a topic that, especially over the past couple of years, we've really spent a lot of time talking about. So we just want to welcome you into what is a normal conversation for us. So, Princess, um, I'm going to put the ball in your court and ask you um, what. Um, first of all, I know that you've been a believer for a long time. I know uh, we, we met each other at church um, when you. I'll ask this, when you got to our church in Houston, what did you think about giving, tithing? And when you got to the church, did it, was it challenged? Did it say the same? But what what were your thoughts on giving and tithing when you first got to the church we met at?
1: Um, well, when I first got to church, I believe that we were, I was already married. So I think that we were givers, but we weren't necessarily tithers. And our pastors really put an emphasis on, the importance of tithing and how um you can see God move move if you're if you are giving and you're and you're tithing. So we grabbed a hold of that and began tithing from the very beginning. And we have seen nothing but God move in our finances. We've never had um a short fall. We've been a one income family for for almost, well, yeah, 12 over 12 years now. And we have always just seen God work miracles in in our finances and more than that in our health and just just in our lives period so we've always been um, tighter since then since we've been at our church
0: and you mentioned you know we we both we met at church we met in a small uh, a small group setting and that's why a couple weeks ago I was talking about the importance of going to church because like if if we weren't consistent in going to church we we wouldn't have met we wouldn't have become friends and so it's always important that we prioritize, you know, fellowship and and being active in our churches. But yeah, at the church that we went to in Houston, that was one thing that I think stood out to me was that the topic of money, uh, the topic of giving, tithing—it wasn't taboo. Like, there, it wasn't um, okay. It's time for offering. We're sorry, we had to take the like like finances were something that were regularly discussed there, and um, and I and I know that you know from being a part of that it has made such a difference in our lives as well as far as being committed in tithing is um you know i got saved at that church so before that i didn't have i didn't even know what tithing was and um so when the pastor was like okay give us 10% of your check i was like say what now <laughs> so for me it was very foreign and i think a lot of people that come to church the idea of tithing is foreign would would you agree do you think that I mean, I know we, our our church in Houston was a lot different. um, Yeah,
1: I I think it is. I think it is very foreign because to some people, 10% can seem like a lot. And to like the the average person in our minds, we just see like, if we give that 10%, maybe that's, we're not going to make our bills. We don't see it as if we give this 10%, God is going to bless me and give me even more. So I think just naturally, even, I mean, even sometimes like we'll have months where we have extra income. And I'm like, hold on a minute, how much? But I know that God is is gonna be faithful and you know that that this that these blessings came from God. So of course we give it. But even as a tither, as long as we've been tithing, we still are challenged in our giving. And I just think that if I mean that's just how people are, it's just hard to grasp that concept, especially if money is tight.
0: hmm hmm I I found the statistic it said that um about Forty percent of Jesus's parables deal with money, and I didn't know that until I looked it up. and And it, and it made me wonder: I was like, of of the forty percent of those parables that he talked about money, you know, why is it then that we have such a hard time? Um, and I'm just talking about people of God. I'm not even just talking about you know statistics of Americans living check to check and all this. Uh, why would you say? Why do you think is a reason that people and I'm talking about church people are still struggling in their finances. I just think it's because, I mean, they, I think why they are struggling in their
1: finances or struggling with tithing, tithing and finances. I think people struggle in their finances because they are not good stewards of their money. I just think that they are not, you know, people, I think people believe they are good stewards of their money, but when they actually sit down and write it down with where they're spending their money, they find out that they are, you know, you can look at it and tell, okay, you're not good stewards of your money. You might have an extra, this amount of money left over, but you don't because you spent it here. So um, that's what I believe. I think you're just not, when we sat down and did our finances, it, what it boils down to is we weren't, we weren't being good stewards of our money. Like not excellent stewards. I think we're great stewards, but there were still places where it's like, oh, well, we spent this here and we probably shouldn't have. Or we had some extra money here and we didn't we didn't allocate it towards this. So I just think people struggle in their their money because they just
0: they spend it however because they have it. And I, I think it, it comes to I don't remember who said it, but they said if, if you if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Mm-hmm. And plan every dollar. Yeah. And that and I we've you know over the years, this has always been an issue for us, is just really just having a plan and not just having that plan, but being disciplined to stick to it. And I, right. I think, you know, you you said, you know, it's just cause people are poor stewards. And, and I agree with that hundred percent, but I, bl- I blame most of life's problems on social media so that I'm gonna do that again <laughs> today. <laughs> no, but I, you know what? I, I think too, like more than ever, like we look into every, we can see into everybody's house. Like right. we see what everybody has all the time. We see everybody's vacation. We see the new car they bought, hashtag blessing. You know, like we see everything now. And I do think that on top of us not being a great steward of our money, we can become discontent with the things that we do have and always wanting to acquire more. Uh And I think that that's only been amplified by the fact that we can, you know, we could see 24 seven into other people's homes and see what everybody else has. And we don't even know, we don't know what their income, what their salary is. We don't know what bills they have or what bills they don't, but we feel like we have to live up to this level like you see somebody else going on vacation it's like oh well that looks nice I should I should be I work I should be able to go on a vacation too but we don't know what they've had to sacrifice or what they are charging to be able to do that so I yeah, think that. no go ahead go ahead I
1: think also to piggyback on that we live in a society because of social media that we have to have stuff like right now so instead of saving for things and we've been guilty of it too oh we'll put on the credit card and we'll pay it off you know next month instead of doing it the opposite way of saving the money and then getting you know waiting a month or two or three or a year. So that's I just think so you know that's so hard. <laughs> it is, but because of social media and we do see into everyone's life, we think that we need things now. They got a new car, so I want one too. Or not even that. They have new clothes, I want I want new clothes too. I like those shoes, I'm going to go get it. So yeah, I think that that's that's it. Even if you're the best steward or you think you're good, which you know you and i i know we're pretty good stewards of our money but still there's times where i'm like i want a new pair of shoes i'm going running i want new shoes mm-hmm. you know instead of thinking okay let me plan for this the easiest thing to do would be just to go and get it mhm
0: mm-hmm. so and then figure figure the rest out later right um, i found a couple other statistics cuz you you mentioned you know going in debt for things and this is something that we've talked about in like like hours and hours of conversation about this. And so I think that it's kind of a good segue into, if, if you don't mind and, and g- listeners, I, you guys, y'all know I'm new, so I'm not like ultra ultra prepared today, but you know, we talk about this daily. So <laughs> this is kind of just off the cuff, but I was wondering if you wouldn't mind sharing, um, what, uh, y- your debt free story, um, uh, that recently happened, um, because you, you've been talking about being faithful and, and how you tithe and we honor God and and you've just committed to it and seen his blessings in your life and in the life of your family. So um, would you take a little bit of time and just kind of give us, it doesn't have to be an abbreviated version either. Um, and I don't know if you've given a full version to anybody, but uh, uh, what miraculous uh, things happened for you during the coronavirus pandemic? Okay, so I, I'm gonna give the... Uh the half abbreviated, maybe I'm not, I don't know.
1: Um, <laughs> so at the beginning of last actually me and my husband were talking, we we think it's been years. Like we've been talking about accelerating debt payoff for years and it's always been on our prayer list at the beginning of the year. Um, so last year, we, be, we it was on our prayer list, at the top of our list, we want to accelerate debt payoff, but it was different because we felt like we were like, this we like we've always put it on our prayer list but it was at the very very top of our our list this year and um we were uh my husband was also praying just just to become uh, just more faithful and not not doubting the the unbelievable pretty much like putting it in god's hand and god can do anything and we know that so we begin to pray for our finances and i remember even Mentioned it to Jasmine. We begin running the numbers. Like, okay, we're gonna pay off this debt by the end of the year. And um, Jasmine and I were talking, and um, and I told her, I don't think this is gonna happen. And she's like, Well, you don't know. You don't know what God can do. So we put on the list, and uh, we begin paying off our debt with the income we have coming in. And then the pandemic hit in March, and. Um, I think it was, it had to be April because I know April was the month. So um, I was on the internet one day and saw someone making masks. Everybody knows that masks were very hard to come by. You couldn't find them in the store. The CDC had just come out and said that masks were, um, were going to be mandatory. It was the best way to fight or to keep you from getting the virus. So um, I saw a lady who was making a lot of money but let me back up cuz i didn't even say how much we even owed so we we owed somewhere i can't remember the exact amount but i but i, I did know it at the time somewhere around 40,000 i believe it was like 41,000 at the beginning of 2020 and then by the by march it was somewhere around a little less than 30,000 that we
0: owed so So, just for the listener like what what did that comprise like what was that made up of that was the majority of it was our
1: student loans because like I said we are we're we're pretty good stewards of our money so um the majority of it was um our student loans combined we had um a car payment the remainder of our balance on our car and a small credit card balance but the, remainder, the majority of it was our, our student loans. And we've been trying to get rid of those since we graduated grad school. So that was the majority of it. And um, we just began praying for the exact number. So I did know the number. I don't now because we don't have that debt anymore. But um, we just began to pray and believe God that he was going to pay off this exact number of this this forty-one thousand whatever number of debt. So come March, May, nope, April, we begin to. Um, I saw this lady making these masks, and I uh, told my husband, "I'm going to, I'm going to make masks." She's making good money making this. I'm going to make these. But I had already been donating masks to the hospitals. I had been donating masks to friends who were in the medical industry. Anybody that needed a mask that was on the front line, I was uh, an essential worker, I was donating already to them. So then I decided maybe I should sell these in my shop that I already have. And so I posted them that day and they began to sell. And um, by the end of the month, I mean, we were selling, I was still donating and I was selling masks and by, and I was exhausted. I was probably sleeping like three hours a night maybe for an entire month but it was so crazy as it was unfolding so i called jasmine and she's telling me i'm like telling her you need to start selling these too so she starts selling them too so we're both selling them we're both super tired and i'm a fabric hoarder so i had a ton of fabric so i was making them with all of the supplies i already had i didn't have to buy anything and um I said, I wasn't gonna complain because sometimes we can complain about the things that uh, God lays out for us. So I knew that this was God. So I was like, I'm not gonna complain. I'm gonna do this for 30 days and then I'm going to stop. And so that's exactly what I did. I did it for 30 days and I, I made the mask, I donated masks and I even made the surgical caps for nurses. And by the end of the month, when I ran out of supplies and couldn't even get supplies any longer, we had made enough money to pay off all of our debt. So um, that is the gist of April. And we like, we had made all, all the money we needed. And all we just kept saying is this is crazy that God can work even in the midst of a pandemic. We've always been faithful tithers and we've always been um, good stewards of our money. And I just believe God finally honored that. And um, in his timing, because like I said, we have been praying for it for years. But in his timing, he he honored that, and we were able to pay off all of our debt. So by the end of 2020, we had no more debt. We all of the 41,000 was completely gone, and we are completely debt free. So
0: that's the abbreviated version. Praise him! Praise him! I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm trying to be professional, but I might have missed some stuff in there. But oh, and I, y'all, I was like right there, just watching all of this unfold in but every time I hear you say that, tell that story. Like I think, I still think that the gravity of it has not like had its, its final impact. Like, and you said so many things, even though that was the abbreviated version, like we could talk about that for months. Like, like you said, you, you guys had always been tithers. You'd always been faithful in your giving. Um, but here you are in your what 12th, 13th year of marriage. And it's like, you know, you said, and God, God honored that. And it's not, not that, you know, we, sometimes we pray and we ask God to do things or help us with things. And we think, okay, boom, he got it. It's happening tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And not everything is just an overnight blessing. Not everything is just a pray, go away blessing. You know, there's some things that take time right. And just because it takes time. It doesn't mean that God's not working. God was already instilling um, and you, and in your family, the disciplines of what it, of, of, like you said, how to, how to be good managers of what you have. So that way, when you have even more, you know, when you debt free, you get an instant pay raise. So it's like, when you're, when you're debt free now, it's not, not like, Oh, I got all this extra money. I'm gonna go here and do that. Like you've already been managing what he's put in your hands. Well, so now you know what to do with the increase, you know, how to handle it, you know, how to save, you know, how to invest, you know, how to do all the things that you need to do now that the increase is there.
1: Yeah, and I'll say this: It's like you. We've been praying. We had been praying to be debt-free for pro- probably our entire marriage because we've always had that that those um, student loan debt. But I didn't not. I did not always know how to sew. I didn't always have a business. So these things, like in each season, God was preparing us for this moment of being debt free. It took 13 years. It took us 13 years to pay off all of that debt. We had all, we had more than that. So we've always been paying it down, but it never to be completely without debt. So now I can look back and see like, okay, God, this is why this business started, or this is why this happened. Or, you know, like we keep thinking like God is supposed to, that's why I say, but God finally honored it because it was like bits and pieces. I learned how to sew i started this business you know i was looking for a job but i didn't get that job because i had to have free time to be able to do this and you know it's just when you look back at it and you know you're just like okay wow god you you had you orchestrated this whole thing Mm -hmm. you knew that this would happen
0: so it was awesome and i and i for the people that don't know you most of the people who listen to this probably will know you (laughs) if they know me they're gonna know about you at least But um, what some people may not know about you is that not only are you faithful, you know, uh, you guys as a family, as far as, you know, giving to the kingdom of God, but you guys are so faithful in giving of yourselves. You know, um, many of you know ISO. But I wouldn't know how to sew. Princess didn't know how to sew. The princess <laughs> taught me. She gave up herself. She gave an afternoon to yell at me on how to put pockets in and all these things. <laughs> but I, I remember, like, my feelings were so hurt. I felt so like, do I have a learning disability? Because I'm not getting this. But, I thought but, so too, though. <laughs> I got it. I got it now. But it's because of you giving your time to teach me like you've all you're always, you know, when we think give our mind automatically goes to money, but you've given your time to um, lead a life group, you've given your time, um, uh, you and your husband to teach classes at the church, Uh, you've always been a giver and it's not just in your in your finances. And so I think that plays such a major part too. like you said, when you started, everything started off with giving you were giving and donating masks because people needed them. Right. And um, I'll say that we're like, I just, I've always had this
1: mentality that if God has blessed me with an ability or something, then why not, you know, everybody wants to sell what they know, which is fine. That's fine. But you can also give some stuff away. God blesses you. And I think he'll continue to bless you as long as you're continuing to give to others. So I'm always pouring into other people who want to start businesses or want to learn something new. If I know how to do it, I'll do it. I'll teach it to you for free. And I just think that's just part of it. We've we've always been givers. I've always been a giver. I'll give, you know, you need this? Oh, here, take it. You don't? I'm not going to sell it to you. I'm going to give it to you. And I just think that's all part of it. That was all part of this unfolding. And yes, the mass started with me giving them away versus selling them. I wasn't going to sell them. And then... I saw how much money somebody was making. I was like, "Wait, hold on a minute. I think I could do both." Let so, me get in on this. Let me, let me get. <laughs> let me get in on this. Let me call Jasmine so
0: she can get in on it too. So and she did, I was like, doing both. You called me right away. Like I remember, I was taking a nap. I will. Ne- I'll never forget this day. i t- said I need to write it down because I just. I. I still remember because it it's fresh. But like I was taking a nap and I woke up. It was like two missed calls because we always call each other back to back. Like there's never one call; it's always two. Yep. And I was like, oh, you know, what did she want? Because then we don't and we don't talk in the afternoon as much. So when I called back, like immediately, and and that's the thing. Sometimes people just want to hoard what they know or what they have. And you know, you guys can't see my hands, but I have them in a fifth. Like when we're holding what we have in our hand, not only can we're not able to help other people, but nothing else can come in here. You know, it's when we release what we have when we open um, in our, our giving and outpouring that's when we're able to receive the increase God promised us for and, you know, I, I think some people sometimes like get confused in that like, they think it's a method. And I I don't, I don't think there's necessarily a method like you do X, Y, Z, and then God will do ABC. There are promises though, you know, and there, there is a system of economy in God's kingdom. That's something that we learned a lot about. And my church in Houston is there's just a a different way that God works, you know, economically, because honestly, it doesn't make sense that if you're struggling, you give 10% away that you already feel like you don't have And you can expect to be increased but like you said like it it didn't make sense for me but one thing about principles are that like they don't have to make sense to work a principle is a principle because it works when you use it when you do it it works and so it doesn't have to make sense and i think for many people they have to overcome that need for things to make sense and you know we're, we're i think we're a very logical culture logical society we always need everything to make perfect sense and, and for a principle it, it doesn't have to make sense to work
1: yeah i agree completely and it doesn't make sense give more god will give you more that doesn't make sense
0: <laughs> it doesn't make sense but it's it's definitely but it works and, and i i've seen it in your life i've seen it in my life i've seen it in so many other people's lives and i just wish that um I think that as a church, like in general, we could just do a better job of communicating that like, it's not just about trying to get things from you. Like, it's not just about, oh, give to the church so we can do this and we can do that. What what giving does is it shows the posture of our heart. It shows, you know, what's the most important thing to most people. It's there. It's, it's our money because I mean, and, and not saying, I'm not talking about like a love of money, but our money represents our life. We have to use our life, our time to be able to, you know, to, to live here on earth. And so where your money goes shows where your priorities are. And, and I think, you know, it, when people can get that in their mind that, you know, I, I'm, I'm doing this to show God that I trust him and showing me he's a priority a priority to me. It becomes less about well, what's going on, what y'all doing with my money. And it's like, Lord, you do whatever you want. Cause it's all yours anyway. If right. you want me to get fifteen percent, twenty percent, you tell me what to do. I mean, no, I'm not ready for twenty percent yet, Lord. <laughs> Hold on, just a minute. Let a sister sell a book or something, but you know, like, <laughs> but you know, like, you know, it, when your heart changes, God can tell you to give a, a crazy amount, and and you almost don't even bat an eye because you're like, well, He must be about to do something even bigger for me, right? That's true. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna kind of. Um, we've been talking for a minute, I think we're going to kind of get close to, to wrapping up a little bit, but I, I definitely, I wanted you to share that testimony because, you know, I remember when, when we were on our debt-free journey, like I would see people like I made $10,000 this month. I'm like, whatever, that's like special, that's different. And then the, you know, the more I see those things it made me feel also though, like, you know, what, how limiting is that of me as a believer, as a child of God to say, Oh, they can do it. But like that couldn't happen for me, you know, God, God could do anything. So, and, and that's definitely, that's why I love to hear that story. And I, I will never get sick of hearing you share your testimony of of God's miraculous provision, just because it just shows like, you know, you, you just can't outdo God. You can't, you can't put him in a box. You can't guess how things are going to work out, but he's always working things out. Yeah,
1: and that he can use anything. Mask, I would have never thought in a million years that that's how we would be debt-free. I wasn't thinking any of that. I was thinking like, maybe I was going to get a new job and that's how we were going to do it. I didn't think it would be mask and that we would make as much as we made, but you're right. We see all these people on social media and they say they made, you know, YouTube, they might say they made 30,000, 40, 50,000 in a month. And you're like, no, that's not, you know, that's them because they did this. But what makes you any different? You know, mm-hmm. now I see that because at first I was the same way. I was like, no, I don't want to click on them. I don't want to click on the ones that's just making a couple thousand because that seems more attainable than, you know, that's something you as big do. as that. Yes, that's, that's, what, that's what, what I can, can do. Yeah. Right. And I've had people tell me, well, I don't know how to do this. So your, your testimony is different because, you know, you know how to sew. Like, no, God can use anything. God can use any ability that you have to, and anyone for you to be able to reach your goals, your finance, whatever kind of goal, whatever your prayer is, God can um, use any of anything. I would have never thought that I would be using sewing to make all that money, that all that fabric that I had been hoarding (laughs) would be used Mm -hmm. at that time when you couldn't even find fabric. Mm -hmm. So it's just, you know, you do, you put God in a box when you say, Oh no, he did it for them, but he can't do that for me. God wants us all to live the abundant life. And that's just, we just have to keep that in mind instead of thinking, no, he did it for them. He's not, he can't do that for me. She knew how to sell. She had a business already. No, it still would have come to pass even if I didn't have those things.
0: Mm -hmm. And that's the thing too, you were expecting, like you went into, even before all this, you went into this year, like with your husband financially, like expecting to see some big changes you know, and you didn't, we, you didn't know how they would come, but that's a big thing too, is that, you know, nobody goes out and plants, you know, flowers in the spring and just kind of leaves them alone and say, okay, well, that's that. We'll see what happens. You're expecting flowers to grow. You put the seed in, you watered it, you made sure it was positioned on the right side of your house. You expect to see flowers to grow. And I think that as believers, you know, we can you know, help other people see that it's okay to expect to be blessed. It's okay to expect prosperity. You know, you know, we don't, we don't have to live a, a humble me. I mean, we need to be humble, but I mean like this meager little, a poor life, you know, when it, Jesus in John 10, 10, like you said, he, he said, he wants us to have an abundant life. That's the reason he came.
1: Yeah. And, and I'll so- say this, I'll piggyback you on your, you always using some type of analogy. So I'm going to piggyback you on your analogy. So in the beginning of the year, like I said, we, we prayed for a very specific amount. And a lot of times as believers, when we pray, we don't, we're not very specific. We pray, we pray like, oh, I want to be debt free, but what does that mean? What, what is that number? So I had listened to, I don't even know how many messages about, uh, God, uh, God's faithfulness in, in, um, in the, in your finances. And they were all saying the same thing. Like you need this. Pray for a specific thing so if you plant you know an orange seed you're not expecting lemons you're expecting an orange so if you're praying to be debt free why wouldn't you be specific with the amount so one thing we did and this is the first year we did it we knew we had a roundabout number but we didn't know exactly what that number was we went through every single thing if we had a medical bill it went on there every single thing and we came up with this number And that's what we begin to pray over, that specific number. This is the first year that we did that. So when we were fasting and praying, we were expecting God to accelerate the payoff of this amount. It was a very specific amount. It was down to the cent. So I'll say that. If you're praying over your finances and you're praying to be debt-free, not for God just to to make it— disappear but for him to accelerate or to give you the means to pay off this debt you need to be very specific a lot of people don't want to even face the fact of how much debt they actually have and you have to that's part of the process Mm -hmm.
0: I I think and I know I said we were wrapping up but give me like five more minutes I know you're a busy mom you got deals to close you got things to do but (laughs) just like every time you say something I think of something else you know Um, we could talk about this all day though we can, we can. We won't, y'all. We won't. If I have to cut us off mid-sentence, I'll do it. But oh now I lost my train of thought. But it was it was a long line. Oh, you you talked about being specific and, and knowing, you know, what knowing what you need to be praying for. And I, I wanted to just kind of add to that in that um I think a lot of times we feel like if if we face something or say that it's there, that it shows a lack of faith. Like uh, uh-uh. like we'll, we'll declare it. I'm debt free in the name of Jesus. It's like, okay, I know that says <laughs> what you're saying, but how much debt do you have? Do you know what it takes for you to be debt free? You know? And, and I think that there's an opposite, like there there's oh, like, I see people almost acting like things aren't there. Like you said, some people mm-hmm. don't want to look at it. They don't want to know. And they just want to declare, we're going to be debt free. We go. It's like, no, you've got to know, you've got to know, know what you need to fight. You got to know what you're standing up against. Um, and, and we will, we're gonna, we're gonna get ready to get out of here. But, um, I think that's awesome advice to know what you owe. And since we're giving people advice, I would say you, if you're married it's like, obviously like if you're single, do what you're going to do. You don't have anybody to check in with, but if you're married, it is so key that y'all are on the same page. Yes. Like I I've shared with you princess that like, um, over the years and, and, and my family, I'm not going to piggyback on your story. Cause that's your story. Y'all can hear mine another time, but I have a, a similar story to princesses because of her all the way back to learning how to sell from her. But, um, there were years where we weren't on the same page. We weren't like polar opposites. Like I want to spend all our money and I want to save. It. it wasn't anything like that, but neither one of us, like it wasn't until last year that we were on the exact same page. Like we can't have debt in our life and be abundant. Like that mm-hmm. was the first year we both was like, we got, we have to do something about this. So I think that like, if if you're trying to succeed with your finances, like with everything, you both gotta be in agreement with tithing. You know, there, there's times where like, my husband wants to sew an extra gift and I'll be like, what? <laughs> but because we're on the same page and we both know that whatever we give, God is gonna bless it. He's gonna bless us. I'm like, okay, cool. If that's what God's telling you to do, let's do it so you got to be on the same page that was I think that was a very crucial part in in your story as well like you said y'all sat down together and y'all looked at it together and said look what do we need to do how do we need to pray what what do we need to be believing for yeah all right well we can't just give two tips and leave it at that what's what is could you give us a closing tip what would your closing tip be for somebody who is um Trying to, you know, see a difference in their finances, whether it's paying off debt or building savings. Um, Can you think of a tip that you would give to our listeners as we wrap this episode up?
1: Um, Well, you already told them to tithe and you already told them to be on the same page, pretty much. Um, I would say know where your money is going, know where you're spending your money, which goes back to. What I was saying before, knowing how much debt you have, but knowing where your money is going and not leaving, not a penny unassigned. Every dollar should be assigned, and don't accumulate more debt. If you are praying to be debt free, you can't be spending and accumulating more debt at the same time. You have to change your mindset. Your mindset has to shift. So that may be a year or two where you're not spending. You may not get new clothes for a year or new shoes for a year, whatever that looks like. You may be on a very tight budget for a year, but you have to shift your mindset as well to be able to achieve this. Or you're just gonna be going in circles. You're just gonna see that number's never gonna move.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Never gonna move.
0: Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think that's a, a good spot to wrap it up and close in that like um, you said, you've gotta change your mindset. And that's why I think uh, Romans 12, one and two, it's, it's very frequently quoted in church, but I think people really need to be transformed by the renewing of their mind. And that's what we need to see happen, you know, not just in the area of our finances, in other areas of our lives, in our relationships, the way that we deal with our children, our spouses, you know, I think that when we come into the kingdom of God, there has to be an expectation that, you know what, I'm leaving the kingdom of darkness and I'm having, I'm a new creation, and a new creation comes with a new mindset. And so we have to take that time to renew our minds and and to ask God, like, how should I be doing this? Like, what, like, how, how should I be handling my finances? How should um, I, what should I do to see my marriage grow and, and, and flourish? And so um, I, I think that that's a, a really good place to stop just because we'll keep going. And I know you got stuff to do. <laughs> But um, I do want to thank you for joining me on the podcast today and helping me get some experience with interviews. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> the next one I do, hopefully, hopefully I won't be so like, <laughs> so disorganized, <laughs> but um, you guys should have seen like, I didn't even know how to get on the zoom call. I didn't know how to do any of this, but we're, we're working it out as we go. So thanks for your patience. Um, Princess, if people want to connect with you, if they need help with realty services, where can they find you? uh where can they
1: find me they can email me my okay. email is um princess.womack at exp i'm also on facebook princess womack you can find me there either one of those would work or on instagram i'm on there too aren't you on tiktok with the young
0: people i'm on tiktok too you, barely though barely. Just to a, i'm just a little bit i ain't figured out the whole thing no, your little, your TikTok video is pretty good, but no, you can find her at all those places. And I will have show notes for the episode this week. So I'll make sure to link those in the show notes. If you're in the Houston area and you need um, to sell a home, buy a home, um, th- this is who you want to talk to, but thank you princess for your time today. Thanks for joining me on my podcast and be my first Thanks guest. For having me. Woo-hoo! We did good. We did. We did good. <laughs> You guys, sometimes we get so out of control, but I'm, I'm going to end it here so we don't start getting out of control. But thank you, Princess. Have a good day. Wow, what a great episode. I want to thank you for listening. Thanks for hanging in till the end. And as a reward, you are privy to this new information. We are going to be doing a drawing this month. And if you leave a voice message for the podcast, you can do that. I know for sure on the Anchor app or the Anchor website, if you leave a voice message for the podcast, I will put your name into a drawing and one person will be randomly selected at the end of the month to win a copy of John Acuff's new book, Soundtracks. Um, this book has been amazing um, in helping me to stop overthinking every little thing and um and and limiting myself in what I think is possible for me to do, even recording this podcast. I was like, oh, no, I don't know how to edit, so I can't have a podcast. And so, you know, even just that thought made me feel like, okay, I'm not going to do this. But then my new soundtrack that I replaced said you know what? You don't have to edit. Just record straight through and do your best. And that's what I'm doing. And I've got a couple people listening, so I guess it's working. But if you want to get an opportunity to win a copy of this book, um, I promise one, it's going to change your life. Make sure you go and uh, leave a voice message for the podcast on that app. Also, you know what? Leave a review, leave a rating, wherever you're listening to this and I'll enter your name as well. But thanks for tuning in and I will see you next week. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Seeking God, Loving Others. You can read more inspiration and join our email list at jasminelozano.com. And don't forget to subscribe in your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss an episode. While you're there, you can leave a rating and review to help others find the podcast. Be sure to tune in every Monday for new episodes and a great way to start the week. Thanks again for listening. And remember, start where you are, use what you have, do what you can. God is on your side.